When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Welcome to the third installment of the Unholy Trinity Podcast. This week, we're going to mull over a breakaway victory at Cardiff on Tuesday night. Schneiderlin's ball down the line. It's a good one for Coleman. Coleman's cut back. Gilby Sigurdsson back in South Wales. Delivers for Everton. That's how to silence those Cardiff fans. And we're going to preview the huge World Cup final at Goodison Park this Sunday against Jorgen Norbert Klopp's Chicky Reds. Comprehensive victory in the end on Tuesday at Cardiff. What are your thoughts on the game overall? Well, it was a must-win game. We were saying that weren't we, before we went into the match. Um, I thought Silver made some pretty bold calls with the uh, the starting eleven, leaving out Gomez, putting in Schneiderlin, and um, I mean, he said Meany was injured. I don't know what you boys think of that. He was on the bench, um, but I thought bringing Jackson was a big call as well. Yeah, I think the, the the biggest talking point from that when the team was released was the inclusion of, of Snyderman, wasn't it? As I started the game for, for months on end, um, flattered to deceive. We all know we went through, obviously, that, that heartache of, of losing his dad, which I think has, has probably impacted on him more than, than we thought as a fan base. Um, so that, that was the big the big sort of shock of the week but yeah you know Jagielka came in there was all talk in the press conference about, about him going to be fit and the chances are he was going to come in Mina what was a doubt I would have assumed if Mina was fully fit he started the game 
Everyone knows Martinez wrist injuries, didn't they? I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that over again? Remember which friend? Yeah, when we signed. Oh yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he realised how, how absolute garbage he was. Yeah, he had, he had a had a nine month wrist injury. I don't know what he was doing to sustain that kind of injury, but uh, he was out for 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 a while, wasn't he? But yeah, it was the Jack Elka call was we that was expected, wasn't it? So it wasn't much of a shock. No, I thought, I thought he settled into the game, but there was a, there was a big heart and mouth moment, wasn't there, when he, uh, he had that slip, um, yeah, two or three minutes in, and when they squared that ball across the box, I thought it's in, one nil down, and this is going to be a horror of a match to watch, but Dean came across and did really well, I thought, to be fair. Covered it well. I think uh, we discussed it, didn't we, briefly in the last pod, but I think first goal in these sort of games is vital, isn't it? Um Especially the team that's been low on confidence, which we obviously have been for you know probably a good few months now, isn't it? Even despite some some some, some wins, um, you could see for me visibly after we scored certainly the first goal and definitely the second goal how much confidence plays in a team, doesn't it? You could see everyone wants the ball, the movement, the passing sharper. You could just see it, was, it just came flooding back the team before the derby, didn't it? You could just see everyone was wanting to wanting to receive it and move, and. A good win for us and a needed win, wasn't it? Because we've got a tough fixture list coming up, and um, obviously the derby on Sunday, which we'll discuss in a bit. But I thought overall it was a classic away performance. Okay, a limited Cardiff side, but a side that's battling for for survival, isn't it? That Cardiff side were definitely the worst team we've played this season. I think worse than Huddersfield. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when Huddersfield have played us, they put in. Um, decent performances they've played well they've given us a good game I thought this Cardiff team were terrible every time we lost the ball they gave it straight back to us I think when we, when we previewed the Cardiff game which was before they, they obviously got uh, beaten 5-1 by Watford wasn't it? so they had a little bit of a good run and we were a, a bit concerned about the, the physicality of a Cardiff side because we, we knew against the likes of Watford and Newcastle uh, we'd been bullied hadn't we and we, we said Cardiff are quite a big physical side and we, we had our concerns there but I think that Wofford defeat really brought them back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Besides, obviously, that, that Jagielka slip, which was of our own doing, and there was one way that, that Zahor got past Keane. I mean, far too easy. Oh, it, it was horrific. Michael Keane seems to have the pace of Anthony Gardner. Remember Anthony Gardner? He got in from Tottenham, never, never played the game. He seems to have a similar kind of pace. It was, it was like he was going backwards, and Zahor's not, not particularly quick. Um, so, besides those two moments, I thought overall we defended we defended pretty well. Set pieces, they they were playing for long throws from about the first the first minute, weren't they? Um, and they, they, they threw all the big men up with, uh, for the long throws, corners, free kicks around the area. I thought generally we, we defended them pretty well. And the players who had come in, Jag Yelka and Snyder, particularly who hadn't played for it a number of months, they looked a little bit rusty early doors, didn't they? As I showed with Jag Yelka, Snyder was a little bit behind play. But I thought as the game went on. The, the, the two of them picked up and, and Snyder you've got to see yeah, after Snyder you know his attitude's been questioned over uh, the last probably couple of seasons really uh, but I, I think you know according to what's come to the club it was a lot, a lot of it was to do with his dad recently his dad passing away that's impacted quite heavily he's, he's got his head down still the said over the last couple of weeks he's shown him and seen him what, it's, what he's all about and deserves his chance I thought as the game went on he, he took his chance to throw the ball for the first goal to Coleman was absolutely terrific yeah, ball cracking, down the line. Ball. that's not normally in his locker that is it well no but when, when we first signed him you know he was pivotal to our side I thought and, and he was he was doing that kind of thing week in week out and he's just sort of got he got injured in that first season 
under Keelan just just went backwards, didn't he? Mm. Um, whether I mean whether it's enough, you know, to, for him to stay past this season, I, I don't know. But all we can ask for is that is the players who do come in do get their get their head down. We paid for him near, near thirty mil. It was about twenty. It was about twenty one, twenty two. Mm. Don't, right? don't forget when he came to Everton, he was a France international. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was a bit lucky at United, wasn't he? Because they they brought him on the back of, of some some really good uh, performances at Southampton. Um, he was unlucky at United, but the, the quality was there, and he showed that, didn't he, when he first came in? You know, decent price tag, 21, 22 million quid. He's not a bad player, as like you say, in the in the French national side, they were they were obviously the the world champions. Um, but he just he got that injury and just went backwards. Whether it was down to his attitude, you know, we we, we don't know, do we? But um, there's a quality player in there. But whether whether or not he stays after the end of this season, I'm I'm not too sure. I mean, it's hard to know, isn't it? I guess what you say about the family stuff he's had going on is terrible, and we know he's recently had a, a new baby as well. But you know, prior to that, there was all that stuff with him and Kevin Morales, wasn't there? Um, where apparently they've been told to go home from training. There have been big question marks about his attitude. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a second chance. I'm just saying um, he's got a lot of making up to do. I think. Forever Tony's. I think yeah, that, that was at a time, wasn't it, when Underworth was was in charge of the side, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, we've always known Morales is a bit of a bad egg in his attitude at times, as as being poor. You know, again, we hear, hear all these stories. The, the club were quite quick to, to sort of dismiss it, when it was everything was dealt with. Sand at the time come out and said nothing, nothing's gone on. Um, I just think that on the day, well, obviously going over. What, what's happened in, in previous months and years? He came in and did a job on Tuesday, which is you know. So does that Jake Jag Elka though? Yeah, I mean, he did. I, I, I know Jag's obviously cracking picture and going in the changes beforehand, wasn't it? Carrying a bit of Terry, but, um, <laughs> but no. But overall, I think he, he brings. He, I mean, I know he's had the criticism. He's not always been a natural leader, but I think for someone like alongside Keane, who likes to have someone you know of experience alongside him, doesn't he? That's clear when he's played his best performances. I thought he made a big difference as well. We just won those those second balls where we've been losing against these sort of teams. Maybe if you don't win that initial header, we've been slow to react to the bits, haven't we? And I think, to be fair, Jack Yelker and him were, were just tidying all those up. Um, whether Schneiderman gets a, a run in the team, because from, from this point on, I don't know. But, I mean, there's always been that, can him and Garner play in the same midfield, isn't it, for a while? And, obviously, they complemented each other the other day. And fair dues to Garner, we probably saw a different side to him, didn't we? Certainly with the way he played for that last goal I mean it's unbelievable bit of skill uh, twice really and it's sliding them in so that balance in certain matches I think that could work um, maybe in other matches maybe not but I think in certain matches that seems to well it worked brilliantly for us the other night we didn't really look like we were going to concede ever did we really I was never never, never concerned besides obviously a couple of couple of little moments but I was never concerned at 1-0 I thought mm. we've won the game and I haven't felt like that for I don't know how many weeks, you know, even when we'd be told us the other way, one they'll be wearing three, where we, you know, and I was never massively confident we were going to hold on to that particular that particular three points. But mm. I think you know, another huge positive from the game was obviously Guilty Sigurdsson to, to come away and score two goals. We discussed it when we recorded the pilot a few weeks ago about Sigurdsson, is he a number ten, is he not a number ten? The, the stats don't, don't particularly lie I'm not a huge fan of stats but I think you can't deny that he scored 11 goals in the Premier League this season he's, he's our leading goal scorer uh, he's had the most shot out of anyone in our team as well you know he's obviously doing, doing something right as much as 
he, he's, he's been a little bit of a scapegoat so we've said it ourselves and you can see why because you know how good he actually is Goofy Sigurdsson you know I told you he wasn't um, a 10 though mate he's, de- <laughs> he's definitely a 10 for me <laughs> that, that, that's you know but he's still an 8 for me he's still an 8 <laughs> but you know technically he's very very good but he became one of the biggest scapegoats for over that, that course that poor run out of everyone because probably of the price tag that he came, he came in yeah. was it 41, 42 million quid let's not forget he wasn't being played in the back position was he no of course. how many times did we see him on the left hand side yeah yeah of course and it does of course that impacts but we, we always as a fan base we always look at the, the players with the, the biggest price tag and we, we lay into them you know Richardson's probably the one now isn't he, he hasn't been in particularly great form well I was going to touch on that when you mentioned that I think some of the positive definitely you mentioned there um, uh, Schneiderlin, Siggy um, I thought Bernard was excellent when he came on we, we were at the different side he was running out one on ones what I really liked I think you mentioned it Pete on the Whatsapp chat is, um, the way Silva was you know with the subs before bringing them on like literally the intensity around that wasn't it you know giving him instructions everything else oh, Gomez was the one for about five minutes from time yeah to, yeah. Yeah. to see the, the level of detail yeah. he went into even when the game was over came on. Yeah, yeah it wasn't just you know go on and don't get injured or go on and enjoy yeah. yourself or show yeah. it up yeah minute detail and I yeah. think that tells you a lot about what type of manager Silver we is saw, but to be fair in going back to Bernard I thought he made a huge difference coming on that side um, I mean Silver came out and said himself didn't he that um, you know basically get one on one against them I want you on one on ones that's where he's good and obviously that's how the second goal came about um, credit to Siggy as well both those finishes made look made to look easy but they weren't easy then were they I mean the first one was a lovely slot and that second one, it's just come to him quickly on his weak foot, and he's just banging. Oh, yeah, superb strike that one. That, that, that second goal was a great finish. I mean, the first goal was a lovely move, wasn't yeah. it? And he was in the right place. It was a good run, good pull back from Coleman. Coleman doing obviously yeah. Yeah. something he hasn't done for for a while in terms of getting forward and, and putting a decent ball in the box. I think his delivery has been been quite poor over the last probably twelve months or so. Um, but I think all in all. A good performance, and you know, it'd be remiss of us not to mention Calvert Lewin as well. Yeah, I was going to say that. You know, yeah, I thought well. he led the line pretty well over the course of the game. He's a big, strong lad. We've always said he needs game time. He's, if you're going to uh, play Calvert Lewin, you've got to play him through the middle and give him a run of games. Don't put him in for a week and then t- and then put him on the bench and then put him out left and you know just just play him central. The, the the kid has got talent, and it showed with the finish. You know, it was a. Quite a quick finish, you know. We took it fairly early. While the keeper was fifteen yards off his line, I can't tell you that as a goalkeeper, I cannot, I cannot understand what he was doing. Even Pete would have buried that, to be fair. Well, well, yeah, I think. So. But it was, I thought it was quite a clever finish. I thought he, he, he took it, took it early. You know, as he, you know, we said any kind of lift on the ball, it's, it's going to go in. But he took it well, um, and overall, a, a real, a real positive away performance going. Well, the, like I said to you before, the feedback. From, which you don't always get from the centre half, um, Bamba, the uh, uh, the big lad at the back for them. He came out and he said like he was massively impressed with Cavalier's performance, um, both in terms of apparently his movement off the ball, his strength and willing to hold lead the line, his pace, and also as well more than anything, he said how vocal he was with the other players for what was a, essentially a young kid. But the amount of game um, time he's had at, at Everton for such a young player, it's clear that he's impressed yeah. a lot of people. He's had hundred appearances on the Instant Chief, isn't it? Is that, is that right? Something like that in his time. I'm sure I read that somewhere. But no, going back to that, um, what I was trying to say before, sorry, the Richarlison one, that was the biggest negative for me. 
and out of all the players who look, you know, rejuvenated things, like obviously Silver's given them a clean slate over the two weeks. So whoever's whoever's training well, you get you get you get him, and you can basically get in the team. He, he just his body language worried more than anything with Charleston. He's, he's almost how wasteful he was, and then just kind of like gave it up. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what you boys thought. I mean, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but he just didn't look. I don't know. He just didn't even look up for it at all. Um, and his his body language off the ball wasn't great and obviously he got hooked after 60 minutes because he wasn't having an impact was he yeah he, yeah. he could have he could have frustrated figure didn't he but I, th- I think maybe I'm polishing the turd a little bit but he looked absolutely gutted to come off didn't he Yeah, which he, is what, he, he wasn't yeah, pleased to come off the pitch and I think that that for me is positive that he wanted to stay on he was frustrated with his own performance but he wanted to rectify it I think we, we, we've got to be careful haven't we and he's a kid know, isn't he he's, he's a kid yeah. He's only a young lad again. He's he's come with it. It's big money. We we all know it's big money from from Watford. Um, yeah, he hasn't been a particularly great scorer in form. Obviously, he scored the winner against against Huddersfield, but his record over the last couple of months is not particularly good. But don't get on the kids back. It's it's important. Like, we stick with him. He's a young kid. You know, we're still second highest goal scorer for ourselves. He doesn't always play through the middle. You know, it, between him and Sigurdsson. The, we said we said uh, when we were sort of having a little look into things before before today's recording. It's the first time since 0203 you've had two players in the Premier League who scored more than ten goals in the one season. So we go back to Lansinski and Kevin Campbell. It's amazing. T- tell you what I will say as well. If you go the game or you watch Everton football matches or you know how to watch a football match, what you'll see with Richarlison week in week out is he's doubled up on. Mm. He's fouled a bit. I think we, we know when you look at the stats, I've not got them to hand, but he's one of the most foul players in the Premier League. And I think teams set out to disrupt him and wind him up. Kick him. And, yeah, and get at him. And I think, you know, if you're only watching highlights on Match of the Day or you're a bit of a fair weather fan, this is what you don't see. Mm. You, I, you see a lot of this. I, I think that, that, that's a real, real valid point is, is this, you know, we've noticed with Richard Allison, he is all the time. I mean, He's quite often targeted by the opposition team. He's got two players on him. He's getting fouled, and I think it's a real, real valid point. And and it must be frustrating for him, sort of being a target week in week out because he just can't seem to get a run of goals going. It's almost as if they, they saw that and it's impacted the Charles from early on in the season. And now it is every single game they come in, and he's the main, he's the main focus for the for the opposition, isn't he? So well, when when he did react to it though, he got sent off, didn't he? Just like Harry Kane showed off last night. <laughs> so, but when he did react, so he's obviously been told to curtail that by Silver. But yeah, I agree with you. I think he he does get a rough time. I think some refs don't give him a lot of times foul. I mean, he throws himself to the ground a bit too easily sometimes, and maybe a bit theatrical. Typically Brazilian, but a lot of those times he is actually fouled. Um, so it's such a fine line. Great point about Harry Kane. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that was, that was well, we just found out he's just been no fair in action for what happened last night against against Chelsea and that that apparent headbutt towards was it Aspilicueta. Um, I, I think I got something this morning saying uh, England's golden boy won't face any further yeah, action right. and that was the general consensus which is absolutely ridiculous you look at what happened with your Charleston at Bournemouth and it's it's the same thing I, I go back to the ass getting um, that, that ban after the uh, yeah. Crystal Palace the dive there's only been two players haven't they, who's faced any kind of retrospective action for diving Umar and the ass was one you look at isn't know, Danny Murphy on that board? Oh, I think I think you think you're probably <laughs> I think right. Yeah, he is. Right, yeah. Absolutely hates Everton. Yeah, but you, but you look at you look at well, Salah week in week out, and he, he goes down like he's like he's being sniped from the crowd, and nothing ever happens. You look at the City penalty again, you know, against it's West Ham, minimal minimal contact. They win the penalty. He won't face any kind of further action, and this is definitely a bender that night. 
I'm not disputing that. There was definitely touch. There was definitely contact there. By the way, I'm going to get shocked by comment there about the Man City penalty. But no, you, you know, there, is, there does seem to be this rule book for the apparent the, and the favourable top six, and the rest doesn't it? Well, I say the rest and Everton. Yeah, it's a bit of trivia for you both. Then who said this? The only consistency is the inconsistency. Mike Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Jewell. Paul Jewell. Oh, Paul that, Jewell. That, that, that philosopher. I was going to say that well-known philosopher, Paul <laughs> Jewell. Yeah. <laughs> Rank him alongside Aristotle, can't you? Maybe. But, um, but even he's right, though, isn't he? You know, I'll, it's true. Uh, it is true. It, I mean, it'd be interesting next year, wouldn't it, when VAR comes in? Because every decision is going to be scrutinised, and it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, to go against Everton. <laughs> well, we'll soon find out. But, I mean, you can see in the World Cup when you how many pens were given and things like that. So you. I think next year you'll see a lot more goals because of things like VAR, definitely next season. Uh, obviously, we had VAR at Millwall, which obviously allowed us to get knocked out, didn't it, of course. But, um, you know, we, but, but steering away from that, I think overall positives, um, the players clearly needed that break, didn't they? You know, they, were, yeah. they were, I think they were, the fixture list was massively congested. Those players we mentioned, Richardson, Bernard, Schneider, Siggy, Calvert-Lewin, all, all, played, all played really, 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 uh, really well. Obviously, me maybe being a bit harsh on, on Richardson, I just thought he just seems to have lost that bit of sharpness. But obviously, he's a kid, um, and his goal scoring record in his first season is excellent, really, so far. Um, but no, uh, talking about Salah and the others, leads us obviously nicely into the into the into the Liverpool game on Sunday, the dreaded derby. Don't forget, um, don't forget, this is Sophie up for grabs on Sunday. The World Cup will be there, <laughs> so there's something to play for. Um, Shocking, shocking, embarrassing comments from that. Let's not even give him any kind of airtime, that fella. Yeah. But it's you know it's just so important to get that win leading into such a big game uh, at the weekend. The derby is always a big game, and I feel over sort of recent recent years it's got a little bit lost, hasn't it? Um, but it, it's such a partly because uh, our record is so bad. It is, yeah, and you know it's our record is poor, but it should never take away from the fact you pay, you're playing you. Your nearest and your biggest rivals, you know, the half a mile away across across the park. You should you shouldn't need much of a, a team talk or much motivation to go into the derby and want to win that game. Um, but it's there's a bit more on the line at the weekend besides obviously besides the World Cup, um, and obviously it's we can have our say in in the title race, can't we? Mm-hmm. And whether we like it or not. And whether you know, I, I think I said the other week about our seasons become a little bit about. Liverpool not winning the league for, for a lot of fans um, but this is our chance now to do to do something about it do we want to see them in the league of course we don't want to see them in the league so do something about it you know um, we, we all we all go back to that first game at Anfield don't we and we when we, we think that our season changed from that point didn't it really and we, yeah, we discussed that didn't we on the last part mm-hmm. I think I think um, that's the best for me we played at Anfield in, in a long time We've gone there, and we've not just tried to hang on, nick a goal. We've literally gone there, and for for me, arguably, uh, with a better side on the day, I thought Gomez, best best player on the pitch, head and shoulders with everyone in that match. And obviously, what happened with Pickford happened with Pickford. I mean, it's just Everton against Liverpool the last few years. And Marnie's fluke two years ago at Goodison was another one, wasn't it? We just can't seem to nick that win. Uh, I don't know what you think, Pete. But um, in terms of the season, I I think this is more so what this game's about for Everton than having any say in the uh, in, in the title race or whatever Liverpool do or, or don't accomplish this season. For me, like Mike was saying, it's about that game at Anfield and how our season 
completely fell apart after that goal went in. Um, you know, let's not forget, I've said it before, before that game, six in the league, five wins out of the last seven, playing good football, even the games we've lost, we put in good performances. Drew Chelsea just before as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and since then, I think the way that we lost the game, the nature of the way that goal went in, I think it's just affected us. So for me, Sunday is our chance to turn it around again. It's overdue. It's overdue. I mean, look, it can't always be down to look. Let's have it right. I mean, they've had a good team for a while, and certainly under Klopp, sorry, they've evolved into a decent side. A bit like we've been saying, with Silva, he needs to be given time to try and develop his own team. But they were calling for his head, weren't they? Yeah, that's what I mean. You're right. If you look yeah, at that team right. that he inherited in that first season, look at now, I think there's about three or four players that are still in there, in, in, in the whole 15, 16 players. So, you know, he's completely revamped the squad. He's been given time to do it. He's obviously a very good coach. Um, but for us now, having that win, going into this game, I mean, I was a lot more confident until they hammered Watford last night. But obviously that was a home game. You'd expect them to win that. They hammered Bournemouth the other week. But in between that, they've drawn four out of the, the previous five. So I, I think we can get them. I, I think if we if we if we press them high, like we did at Anfield, have, have the have the bravery to push them high up the pitch, and win the ball in the final third. I think I think we'll cause some problems. We just got to make sure we take those chances which we didn't. Anfield, I mean, Gomez had it where he could have put it in, could have completely changed the game. He should have scored, shouldn't he? There was, really? was a couple of chances, wasn't there? In the game with like clear cut chances yeah. that we should have done better with. That was probably the, the biggest yeah. one in the, in the first half. But but we pressed them, didn't we? We, we, we did, had the, we yeah. had we had the balls to press them. High at the pitch, and that's the way. That's the way for I, me. You beat. Them. I think because that game came at a time where we were playing with confidence. Yeah, true. You know, we we're playing well. Now, have we, have, have we regained enough confidence mm. from an away win at a at a poor car this side to to really go into the derby and, and think right? Okay, we we'll trust them high. I don't think he will. I don't. I think he'll set up not to lose the game. If I'm perfectly honest, and I'm not. What well, you think he's going to sit off playing the counter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think we will sit. Not 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 Allardyce deep. But we'll, we'll <laughs> in the yeah, back end. Yeah, yeah. I, I was there last season for that for that nonsense. But we will sit deep. I think. I don't think he wants. He wants to get into half time at the very least, not conceding a goal. That that's my. That's what. That's what I think. Have we played like that at any point this season? Can you think of a game where we've tried Chelsea. to play in the counter? Chelsea and City at Goodison. I'd say City at Goodison. When we were at that game. He definitely played on the counter that day. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't really. Arguably City at Goodison, but Chelsea away, I, I don't think so. When you look yeah. at the type of football we yeah, play, maybe, maybe City less away, so. maybe again, less I so think Chelsea, so. I think, yeah. I'm but, sure they uh, against Tottenham, though. We committed well, suicide there. We but but this is what I'm saying. I, I don't know if it's the Marco Silva way. I don't know if we will. Well, I, I well this is the whole argument. Sorry to interject, man. I think it's the square peg round holes him and Marco, isn't it? That He wants to play a certain way. That's his philosophy, but he hasn't quite got the players he wants to play in that way. I think where we've come and stuck this season. Is because of that, isn't it? There's certain players that can't maybe play out from the back, that can't play the certain way that he wants to play in midfield, and I think that's where we've come unstuck against certain teams. Because obviously, you know, we've, we've had this chat before, and no doubt we will in the future. And the fact that a lot of those players will not be in that starting eleven come August, will they? Simple as that. He'll have his own players in there. But um, going back to that, I think I, I think I know you're saying we should. You'll probably sit. I think we should just go. For, I think we should definitely try and press them high and try and win. Cause they can be got at the back. I know obviously Van Dijk's made a huge difference for them, but they, I, I still think we can get at them at the back. And they get well, I mean, what one game which, which sticks in your mind recently with, with them was the West Ham game, uh, and West Ham really had the goal, didn't they? Yeah, they, um, did. they obviously were the home side, and I thought they were very lucky not to win the game. West Ham they had quite a few very very good chances, 
Um, but Liverpool, they played that way, didn't they? They did, yeah. They, yeah. They, Liverpool are, 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 are tough enough to crack. They are, you know. They got a very good defensive record, and there's there's no there's no denying that. Um, the the win against Watford's come probably at the wrong time for ourselves. They were due a win. They, they've been a bit inconsistent, getting quite a quite a few draws. It set things up, I think, nicely for the weekend. Both sides are now going in, or both sets of fans are going in, thinking we've got a chance. Here. I mean, Liverpool mm. probably more more than ourselves, but we put we put a poll out, didn't we, to sort of see what people thought on the, who the pressure was on for the game, and you know, it was it. So uh, three quarters were saying Liverpool have, have got the pressure on them, and, and I'd, I'd agree. I don't think it's any pressure on Everton whatsoever. No. I think if we lose against Cardiff, there was pressure. We've won that game against Cardiff quite comfortably. Yeah. I think the pressure's off a little bit. Yeah. And you can play with a yeah. little bit of a, yeah. a little bit of freedom. Yeah, I think um, going back to that, I think um, with well, with Liverpool in that in, in that game, they've been they've been chasers of City all season, haven't they? So with them being chasers all season, they've had the almost the pressure off, shall we say, and the fact that when you're a chaser, you can go for it, going over game. Suddenly they've gone above City, and you can see they've almost kind of lost that sort of little edge, haven't they? You know, of, of hammering teams going two or three up early doors, they've almost kind of done this sort of let's just like try and nick this game or let's just try and win it. You know, make sure we just get over the line. And I can see that that's the that's for me is going to be the difference between whether they win or lose the league. It's as simple as that. If they stay ahead of City, they've got to play like they did against Watford every week. But I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I I don't think they'll come flying at us on Sunday. I I think it's the first time a Liverpool side come to Goodison Park in a long time feeling nervous mm. or with something to lose. I think often when Liverpool come and play us at Goodison, you know they're, they're not challenging for titles. They're, they're normally in the top six mix, but they come with a freedom that I think often goes against Everton because I think Everton carry all the pressure of no, we've got this hoodoo against Liverpool. We're at Goodison. They want to perform for the fans, and we often fall short. So I think it's a little bit different this time. Yeah, yeah. as I say, I agree with the pressure side of things, and and it is how. Liverpool react to being softened like, like you said, they to being chased by by Man City. Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a real interesting game, and I go in there with with some high hopes. Maybe maybe the unfounded. Maybe Everton have, have dragged me back in again after winning the game, and um, you know I, I'm getting ahead of myself. But I do I do think you know we, we do have a have a chance to, to do well, something. Well, we're bloody due win, aren't we? For God's sake, I mean, yeah, we, we, we can't go on. It can't go on like this. We've had inferior teams in the past and had a better record than this. Mm. We've arguably got a better side now, and we're not. We've not even. Well, I, I know we played well at Anfield, but we've barely laid a glove on them in other matches, have we? You know what I mean? So it's to do with heart, isn't it? I mean, those teams that we had over the years that did better under David Moyes, and I don't like going back over things like that. But let's face it, that we had a, we had a lim- limited ability, but we had players who wanted to play for the club mm. and players with heart, and that's what we said it last week. We we lack a little bit of that. We lack a little bit of leadership in terms of in terms of captaincy um, as well. We've touched on that in, in, in previous weeks. But the players who start and who come on at the weekend have got to want to battle, have got to want to fight mm-hmm. and show their heart. I mean, go back to the cup game under um, under Allardyce when we got, when we got beat 2-1. Holgate pushing for me over the, over the horns. Great. That, yeah, I don't care what anyone yeah. says. Yeah. That's what that's what I want to see is that kind yeah. of, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but controlled, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. just know. controlled aggression. I mean, if we match them, I mean, it's with any game, but in particular this game, you got to match them physically. Yeah, if we match teams physically, and then and and then hopefully then show our ability on the ball, get the likes of Gomez on it. I think Gomez person will touch the starting eleven in the set. I think he should come back in, um, just purely because he's such a good player of keeping the ball. 
I think that's going to be crucial to have any success. We've got to get him on the ball, get him pulling strings. I think Sigurdsson, you know, I know he scored, he's got a good record against Liverpool, hasn't he? He's got a cracking goal in the FA Cup. Just come off the back of scoring two. I, I, I fancy him to score I on, think on our, Sunday. Our mentality in derbies has been a problem for a long time, I think since the mid-90s. I mean, you look at um, things that Jamie Carragher said in the past, being in the tunnel, going out for the derby. He said, I wouldn't shake hands with, a, with an Everton player or let on. He says, but I'd see Everton players, you know, hello, you know, how's the family, how's the kids, shaking hands, all the best before the game. He says, what are you doing before the derby? And I completely agree with that. I think for a long time Everton haven't been nasty enough. Well, since Fergie, really. Because they used, used to hate playing against Ferguson, didn't they? Used to, Carragher used to say, used to, well, based on that, he said that as well, but he also used to say he had one over on us, didn't he? Whenever we played Ferguson, he always knew that he was going to give us a, a really difficult game. And I've scored in a lot of those games. Since since him and to some extent maybe Kale, yeah, Kale, Kale's record, yeah, was, 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 was but that, that that goes back to what you just said. There, it's a mentality thing, isn't it? I mean, Kale wasn't blessed with the most outrageous ability, but he had that mentality, didn't he? He, he had the mental. I mean, Phil Neville called it a United mentality. I think we need more of those types of players. I mean, I was, I was looking at reading an article today about Luca Dean. I didn't, I've seen what he's won as a player already. I didn't even realise he's won absolutely loads of. Tr- he's a winner, isn't he? And you can see that the way he plays. I mean, he was arguably man of the match the other day against Cardiff, apart from Sigurdsson. I mean, he was absolutely outstanding. He, mm. For me, he'll walk the player of the season was, and rightly so as well. But we need more players like that. Winners, isn't it? The more winners I think we can get in that side, I think it will change the mentality of the whole team. Uh, but obviously that takes, that takes time. Insane. But you've also, I think, Sunday especially, and again, we've asked, we've asked about this and, and uh, followers about it, Centre back partnership for the weekend because I think a lot of it comes from obviously captain, leader, and your defenders. You, you, you say, I know you defend from the front, but we've been so poor to set pieces and organisation. Your centre halves are key in this in this game. We know Liverpool are quick, we know what they're all about. They're not going to start playing these long balls. So, it's who do you play centre half? Most people are going for, for, um, for Michael Keane and Zuma to come back in, so Jagger has it to, to drop out. Now, we are going to touch on our thoughts on. Who should start at the weekend? Um, so, do you know, do you agree with that, Lee? What's, what have you got for? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I've got down here. So, it should be interesting to see what you've got. Yeah. Okay. Start so, back. Obviously, Pickford in there. Oh. <laughs> Jason Keaton for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Keaton yeah. is, is a close. Um, second. For me, obviously, Dean left back goes without saying. Mm. Um, interesting, Coleman. Like I thought, Kenny did well before he before Coleman came back in the other day. Um, I thought Kenny had, had, had arguably his best games for Everton in those. I know we've not won those games, but I thought he played well. But I think Seamus looked a little bit like his old self the other day. I thought, uh, obviously got the assist. I think that gave him a lot of confidence. But he just seems to be a bit more buccaneering, didn't he? Like he was the Seamus that we 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 have known. But I, I've got Coleman right back. You got any different there? No? You got your yeah, you got right, okay. Zuma, Zuma actually in Jags. Okay. So I've gone Zuma, Zuma and Jack purely because Zuma, for me, he's been our best centre half so far this season. Yeah, he's made the odd mistake, but he's an athlete. Uh, I think he wins a lot of headers. <laughs> Pete's obviously disagreeing with that. Lee, no, what are you doing? Pace, pace, <laughs> right. pace, mate. Pace, okay. pace. We're playing okay. against. We're playing against a quick, a quick okay. forward line here. We need pace at the back. Let's not be silly now. Right. Let's okay. calm it down. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, Jags, you're, you're, Jags. so okay. So you say you're saying Jags. We'll do the back. I'll, I'll do the, you do yeah. your you do your back line then. 
No, okay. go on. Well, well, Peter objected here, so I like, I like Peter just jumping now with him. Yeah. He's got a sense of Chomp in it. I've, yeah. I've, I've got it. Okay, so yeah. He's living there. I know he is. Left back and right back, of course. Yeah, Dean and Cole with no issue. But how you can say Zuma and Jagielka centre half is beyond me. Right. So centre back 101. You don't change your centre halves, and you certainly don't change your centre halves to a new centre back pairing before the derby. Well, we had, we had, we had a new centre back pairing, on, on, we, we just won three 0 No, 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 no. Where, have Zuma and Jagielka played together this season? They have first game of the season, wasn't it? Was it them two first game of the season? No, Zuma didn't play first game. Of the no, season. it would have been Keane and Jagielka. So they've not. No, I can see what you're saying, so but for me, we need pace in that position, and Keane's not quick enough. No way can you put two centre halves together that haven't played together before the derby. And I, I also think it would be maybe, well, I think it would be too soon for Jagielka. So I've gone for Zuma and Keane because they played together. No, I can see the argument for that. I just think for me, Keane, what's Keane's strengths? Keane's strengths, he wins every aerial battle for me, pretty much. You can see it in the game, you can see it on the stats. We won't be facing many crosses into the box, unless Origi plays, which I doubt we will. I know Firmino's 50-50. For me, Keane's so slow on the turn, and that's what they're so good at. Mane, Salah in particular, turning you one way, turning you the other. Zuma, for me, would cope a lot better with that than Keane would. Did you see and Liverpool's first goal? Pardon? Liverpool's first goal. Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How did that happen? I can see what you're saying, see where you're going with it. Mike, come on, give us yours. Come on, me and him are going to have a fallout here. <laughs> as you said, as you said, pick, yeah, pick for goal, Luca Dean left. I had a little thing for Coleman, but I think, um, for Kenny, sorry, but I think Coleman, Tuesday, he, yeah. he did show us a bit more. And listen, he's, he's the better guy back out of the two. Of course he is. You know, he's got more experience, this kind of game. You want Seamus Coleman in there. He's up against Mane, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's, you, he's arguably their own form player. Yeah, you, you want Coleman in there. He's a, a lot wiser, a lot more experienced. It makes perfect sense. Centre half, I've gone with Lee. I've gone with Jack Yelker. Thank, and, and and, and Thank you. And, and, and the reason, Thank you, Michael. And the reason for it for me, Zuma's got to come back in. He's been our best centre half all season. Jack Yelker has got to start the game because we want players on the pitch from the start know what it's all about who are going to fight who are going to battle Michael Keane as much as he has made improvements this season midweek again he's, he's, this lack of pace Michael that Keane, worries me it, 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 if Zahor can do it to you it Man, Man and Salah can do yeah. it to you yeah. Jack Yelp is quicker than Michael Keane Zoom is very is quick he? yeah he is He is. even, even at 57 Jack Yelp is quicker than Michael Keane Michael told him before he, he's got the same pace on, on FIFA as Anthony Garner had when he played for us <laughs> He's not especially quick. I'm not That's how we judge it. Yeah, I'm not disputing. He's not come on. But you've got to have someone who's a bit more of a leader, knows about the game, understands the importance of it, is going to battle. Talk as well. Well, talk. And, yeah. and people who were at the, at the Cardiff game in, in midweek were saying Jack Elko was talking. He was, you know, from the first minute, he was on people's cases. You've got to... It's a bit of a risk, but I think, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's worth more taking. than a bit of a risk. And I'm, I'm saying it now. You're both wrong. You're <laughs> no, both wrong. You're, number, number one, number one, you're both wrong because <laughs> it's just the wrong decision to make. You don't put together two centre-halves that haven't played together before. And number two, Marco Silva won't do it. I think... You want to bet on this? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to put a wager on it. I think I think Silva will go for Keane and Jags. No, I'm not saying what he might go. That's what I would prefer. Keenan, is it Keenan Jags he's going to start or Keenan Zuma? I think he'll start Keenan Jags, but personally, I would go for Keenan Zuma. I think I think Zuma will actually come Zuma's back in. to play. Zuma, Zuma thinks guarantees the start. Pace, yeah. just purely on yeah. pace. He's got to come back in. Um, he's got to come back. In. He's got. He's got to. He has. He's got to come back in. I. I, I think. 
Yeah, I can see. You've got you, know, you put your argument well there. I do think he could potentially go with that, but I just think purely for that pace factor, because we're not going to we're not going to be heading out many aerial balls. I don't think. I just yeah. don't think that's going to happen. I mean, it, we haven't even touched on on Yamin, but I think I think Yamin is a bit of a hologram. I don't think he exists, <laughs> to be honest with you. But you know, on on his, I think they could be a player there still. They could, yeah, listen, let's I'm, give him a preseason. I'm, 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 I'm being unfair. He has yeah. injuries this season, but. You know, we haven't touched on Mina, but I think it's only out, it's two out of those three that you've mentioned that will that will probably start. But let, let's you know, let's move on. We, we know we know Pete's feelings on on the uh, the centre half partnerships. So right. we, we'll move we'll move forward midfield. Here, yeah. Right, let's talk about midfield, right? So midfield, I've gone. Like I said before, although Schneiderlin played really well um, and could possibly push for a starting place, I've gone Garner sitting. I thought Garner was excellent the other day, albeit not necessarily in the holding role, but I thought he was excellent. And I'd have Gomez coming back in. Mm. Uh, in front of him purely like, again what I said before we need to get him on the ball as much as possible the guy's a technician uh, as I said as well outstanding at, at Anfield uh, best player on the pitch um, definitely playing um, with those two midfield and I'd have Siggy in front of them um, in the 10 position even though I don't think he's a 10 but <laughs> but I'm not budging on that but, but I just think Siggy there that'll give him loads of confidence he looked a different player after he scored the other day um, as I say his goal scoring record against Liverpool is, is excellent isn't it mm-hmm. I think they'll fear him as well especially from set pieces as well as obviously from, from the edge of the box things like coming in late um, and then are we going to touch on the forward lines or just stay no, with the field do, do those three have you got the same three please I have got the same three so yeah. I've, got, I've got the same three I right, think it's, yeah. it makes perfect sense yeah. to play those yeah. three I think that, that's, that's something which if he doesn't start those three players I'd be very 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 surprised yeah. I think as most you, people would agree yeah as you said Sladen did well hasn't done enough to start a derby you know you probably make the bench Tom Davis if he was fit I, I did toy with Tom Davis I think young lad in the derby I, I, I love the local local lads to be playing in the derby um, but I think we've got to go with our better yeah. technical players in we've got to keep the ball for me if we yeah. keep the ball well like we did at Anfield in patches I think we'll cause some problems it's yeah. as simple as that you think we'll, we'll keep the ball but we'll try and counter attack I, I don't think we should, I don't think we should count it. That's his, that's his thing. I, I think we should be bold and go push higher up. But anyway, going out wide, I've definitely uh, uh, made a couple of changes here. I've gone Bernard on the left for Richardson. Um, I like his work rate as well. He's not just a like a lazy winger. He gets back. He showed that when we played in City as well um, at their place. Um, I think again, we're not going to have to defend many aerial, maybe from set pieces, obviously occasionally. But I just think. Bernard for me starts on the left, and I've gone Luckman on the right. Um, so again, pretty bold. But I just don't think Walcott. I mean, I think we're probably all in agreement with this. He's obviously he must be absolutely mustard in training because he's getting picked every week, isn't he? But um, I just don't think he carries any any threat. I don't think he carries any goal threat. He doesn't run at his full back. Um, yes, he tracks, but we need more from him. For someone who's got a great goal scoring record, I think um, he has to do more to get in that team. I think Luckman. Again, will cause them problems. We've got to think Liverpool's assets. Trent got three assists last night. Robertson got two in the five goals. That's like the, the old Baines and Coleman there, isn't it? Both of them getting forward. If we have Bernard on one side, Luckman on the other, and just push high up the pitch, I think that negates some of their full-back attack, uh, attacks. Because then they'll be thinking, right, if we push on, we've got pace here coming in to face. If we, if we win the ball back and turn it over quickly and get it out to Luckman, get it out to, 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 to Bernard, I think we'll cause them problems. And up front, um, I've, I've just put one or the other, toast and all these. I couldn't really decide between you the two. Pick, we can't play in both. Well, you can't. For the way, for the, 
for the way Don plays the other day, I'd probably just give him the edge. But I just think purely because of a you know, if we do win the ball back in our own half, I think we've just got that extra pace to have a go at them. Uh, I think Tosin's more suited to teams that sort of play with a with obviously like a bit of a part of the bus uh, mentality. But so I've gone Bernard, Dominic, and then um, Adam Ola on, on the right. But that, I, I'll jump in here because you've a hundred percent agreed with me. I've gone for exactly the same team. Go, so. I've gone Bernard and Luckman on the on the on the wings. I think we need that. We need that pace. We've got to have that pace. It's Charleston. It's a difficult one with them, isn't it? Because you don't want to knock him. You don't want to knock his confidence. So he's probably already a little bit. Uh, at, a, at a low ebb, um, but I think you've got to you've got to be brave. You got you've got to be a bit bold. And with me, I think we're going to play on the counter. You've got to have that pace either yeah. side. And those two players, and Bernard and Luckman, can unlock, unlock a defence. You know, they're, they're quick, they're pacey. They got three feet to pair of them. And then Calvert Lewin's got to start the game. I've said it all along. He's got to be given a run of games. Scored again um, on Tuesday night. He's looking more and more a rounded centre forward. The more that he plays there. He's physical, he's strong. He's the yeah, thing with he's him, he's a player. Quick. He's there's a player there, definitely. He, he, you know, one of them. Tosson will will obviously he'll get stuck in and he'll battle. Of course, he will, and he's one of them. He'll get probably a little bit angry as well. Um, but I think Cal- Calvert Lewin, big, strong, pacey. We need it. If we have to play a ball along, you need someone who can potentially challenge Van Dijk in the air because yeah, yeah, yeah. at times we're going to have to do that. But he won that penalty at Anfield, didn't he? Yeah, you know he I mean, did, just purely did. with that, a little clip over the top, he got there yeah, first. Yeah, so and he, won the penalty. So I think I think that that sort of front three, if you like, that you've got to start with those three. Whether whether we will or we won't remains to be seen, but that, that's definitely my. I mean, concern. it's bold, isn't it? But yeah. I just think for me, like I said before, and I'm interested to see what yours is, Pete, because I know you've probably got a different one. So he's, he's, he's got a he's but, got uh, a fucking Zuma playing um, <laughs> up off off Calvert Lewin, and then but Jagielka, Jagielka can play a bit further up, but he can't play centre half. <laughs> No, but I de- not only have they got pace in that mic as well, and they've got great feet, like you said. I think they they run at defenders. I think that's the only way we can. That's their biggest strength. That's their width, Liverpool. And if we can get if we can get in behind those fullbacks when they bomb on, a bit like what Solskjaer has been doing at United, he's had loads of success success doing that against teams like Spurs who push on. Okay, well, we'll just sit here then, and if you lose it, you're in trouble. And I think that's the way we'll cause them. Okay, problem. so I've I've got a pipe up here because um, yeah, here we go. I've, I've disagreed slightly with you. I I've got Dominic Calvert Lewin up top. But then I've gone with Richarlison and Luckman. And right. I'm going to explain explain why and explain why I'm right and the both of you are wrong. Here we go. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> twice in the space of, of uh, seven minutes here. Yeah. 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 So, so today's been a lesson. Um, you're, like, you're like Sam Allardyce. <laughs> we're like, like Marco Silva. <laughs> well, firstly, what I'd say, I don't know where you get this idea that we're not going to be facing a lot of crosses in this game. Um, Who have you got in the air, in the middle? Who have they got on the wings? You've said yourself, the wings. Yeah, but they cut in and have shots. They cut in and have shots. They don't really... Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. How many crosses do Liverpool make against Watford in the Watford game? You just looked it up. I have looked it up. I've just seen you on the phone. I'm going to let you have a little guess. How many crosses? 15. So, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of help. Everton made 16 crosses against Cardiff. Total. Total in the yeah. match. Attempted. Right. Okay. So yeah. obviously you go to Liverpool. This figure between Robertson, um, Liverpool at home to a poor Watford yeah, side. Robertson and Alexander Arnold is going to be more than Everton's yeah. total crosses against Cardiff. That this is the point that you're trying to make. People. Twenty-one crosses. That's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> Twenty-five more. I thought we were about thirty or something. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-one crosses. So 
Everton in this derby are going to be facing a lot of crosses. Origi played against Watford. Origi won't play on. No, he started. He started. He was injured, wasn't he? So you can take that stat back and put it back on the So I think if you play both Bernard and Luckman, yes, they've got pace. Yes, they can run at players. But I think they're both too lightweight. I don't think there's enough physicality either going forward or in the team in general. And I think that's what Richarlison gives you. The reason I've gone with Luckman over Walcott and over Bernard is I think he can both run with it and I think he tends to keep the ball. I think when Walcott runs with the ball, when he runs at players, he's not often successful. He often gives it away and then yeah, the play comes back to us. Tidy as Luckman's, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think Luckman's good at stopping play, getting yeah. his head up, playing a pass and moving. But I like Luckman because he, he can go both ways and he gets shots off. You know, you can get, he's, not, he's quite capable on that right hand side kicking on that left foot and having a shot isn't he mm. and he'll, he'll score a worldie before now he's missed with a couple of close ones yeah. hasn't he but um, whether he like you said whether he has you know, I think he's, I think he'll probably go with Walcott again personally he's, he's started him in pretty much every game hasn't he he started him again on, on, on the weekend no, sorry on, on, on uh, Tuesday so um, I just think he'll go with Walcott but I think Luckman would cause him cause them a lot more problems. I don't. I don't think he will start Walcott. I think. I think Bernard will definitely come in. I think Luckman. We did enough. Yeah, I. I think it's between Luckman and Richarlison. I think Bernard definitely will come in. Luckman and Richarlison is probably the one that he's he's looking at. Um, wouldn't be surprised if if either started the game. My preferred one would be take Richarlison out of the firing line a little bit, um, and then if we need to bring him on last fifteen twenty to to make a goal. You know, the like, like gets a great. You know, it, it does all yeah, sorts of confidence. Totally. totally. But, well, here's a stat for you, Pete. When when last time Richarlison was dropped, we were playing Burnley away, mm. and then Bernard came in that day, and then we scored five goals, didn't we? I know Burnley were on a bad run then, but they've been until the Newcastle game the other day. They were unbeaten until then. So there's obviously you know they're not a bad side. They've gone on a great run since. But for me, I think Bernard starting on there. And he showed it again at the weekend. He basically made that second goal. I know he didn't get the assist. But he pretty much he made that Definitely, goal, didn't he? Yeah. He made that goal. I think he's done enough for, for certainly being at home. I think with Charles maybe for playing away, but at home where the onus is on us to maybe take the game to him a bit more, I think Bernard should start for me. And then look, we've all agreed on Luckman um, for one reason or another. I don't know whether it's his training, his attitude, or whatever. He's not had a consistent run in the team, has he? Um, I think he should be given now the last ten games. Really, let's see what we get out of him. We're not really playing for anything. Let's see what return we can get out of him for the next 10 games. Um, even if he plays 60, 70 minutes or whatever, let's see. Um, but yeah, um, interesting you've disagreed with a few times there, Pete, haven't you? You've been playing too much chat, man, I think. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, the fact of the matter is we need to basically have a go, don't we? And the attitude needs to be bob on. And the atmosphere's um, got to be spot on as well. There's yeah, calls for, you know, to, to get the atmosphere better. And I, to- I totally agree with it. You know, there's a couple of um, handles on Twitter who are trying to get you know, get the get the fans going, and I mean, they've been a little bit sort of berated, haven't they? And, mm. and you know, just people are trying to improve things. Let let them try and do it. You know, yeah. it's not doing any, anyone any harm. At least they're trying to do yeah. something about it. The guard is quiet. It's been quiet for a number of years. We haven't had, you know, uh, the atmosphere like it was going back five, ten years ago. Yeah. So we'll let, let people get get on with that. But it's got to be a hotbed come come Sunday. But it's got to be, isn't it? It's four o'clock kickoff. Hopefully that'll help as well. Mm. I just think. Um, the Toffee TV guys did a great video for me. You've done, you guys have seen it. I think you, have you seen it, Pete? I think you saw it, Mike, didn't you? The yeah, Dortmund yeah. one. Basically, trying to address the atmosphere, not just in obviously, hopefully, Goodison uh, and hopefully, Bramley more going forward, but in the Premier League in general. 
And it's interesting what they do in Germany, isn't it? Uh, I know you 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 follow some of the Bundesliga teams, don't you, Pete? But big fan of German football. Yeah, I think they they've got it right, haven't they? That safe standing zones, the bits where you bolt in. I mean, it's a really good video they put up about how they have obviously those chairs that you can collapse. And um, I just think that's that massively helps. I know they have don't they have like a, a singing section, don't they, or, where um, they have drummers and stuff. I mean, maybe that's a bit sort of too much. But I do think, yeah, we've got to look at the way they do it and the way they get the grounds absolutely banging before kickoff, don't they? Well, we've got to remember we, we, we are in a different time now compared yeah, to, to those, you know, the seventies, eighties, yeah. and even nineties. You know, we are in a different time and it's, it's a different world. But we, you know, we should be able to go to go to the game and create some kind of half decent atmosphere, shouldn't we? Like like it used to be. I don't see I don't see why we shouldn't. I think it's a slightly different model of football, though, as well. I think in order to have safe standing areas back into. Uh, English football, Premier League football, you need to reduce the cost of those tickets because that's the German model, yeah. ultimately. The, really, the, sta- yeah. the standing tickets are far cheaper even than the seated tickets. And the tickets in general are, are, are extremely, extremely competitive. I, mean, yeah, I think at one point, uh, when Klopp was manager of Dortmund, they were selling um, tickets for Champions League semi-final for about 15, 20 quid a ticket. Yeah, that's awesome, isn't it? They can learn a lot from that. Well, n- nowadays in football, I mean, we can probably talk about this on another pod about atmosphere, but... I think nowadays in football, where it was a bulk of revenue came from the, you know, what you took on the gate. Nowadays, it's it's pittance compared to TV, isn't it? And that's why Everton, which has been brilliant by the way, they've kept prices the same for the last few years, which is fantastic from the club. But I do think you're right. Maybe that certainly maybe going forward to Bramley Moor, maybe look at that as a model. Do you know what I mean? Not saying completely half the price, but maybe look at it to say, look, we want to fill this place. I think we'd fill it anyway. Let's be fair. The, the support home and away is fantastic. But I just think, yeah. I'd love it if Everton could take the lead with that as well. I think people forget we've um, we've been responsible for a lot of milestones mm-hmm. in English football. First club with undersoil heating, yeah, Everton. First club with names on the back of shirts. First, first <laughs> club with floodlights. Floodlights was us, uh, which were on the stand. It was one. This does a lot with this. One of the first established first teams, were it? Founders. Yeah, founders of the football. Mm-hmm. Should we keep going. Yeah, we, we can go. We can listen. We can sit here and, and reel these off all day. <laughs> But the thing is, yeah, we, we have been sort of pioneers over over the you know since since we since we began since we were founded, and it would be nice to, to sort of be responsible in in some way, shape, or form for for rejuvenating atmospheres within within all football grounds. And I'm sure that it's at the forefront of everyone's mind when it comes to Bramley Moor as well as being obviously with the the people's project and all the surveys and discussions. That's what we're trying to. Trying to build that. What do we? Um, oh, predictions. Yeah. What do we think for predictions? Well, yeah. obviously, I'm, I'm on one for one, aren't I? I had seen it uh, against Cardiff, so I'm, I'm top of that table. So I, I should go last on that basis. So I'll, I'll let you two. Well, based leave. on Pete's absolute shocking start in eleven, here, you can go first, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go for one nil Everton, um, and I think Gilfie Sigurdsson will Ooh. get the goal. Oh, I love it, Pete. Gilfie with the goal. When Pete second half. First half, and it's going to be a nervous, horrible, awful game to watch, but we're going to win it 1-0. But the question is, though, please, will he score from a number 10 position? Or <laughs> further back as a number 8? Uh, for me, um, again, I think it'll be a tight game. Again, I think it'll be important that we try and get get the first goal, get the crowd going. Um, I think if we do get the first goal, I think we've got a great chance of winning it. Um, I think uh, Blues 2-1. And I think goal scorers, Siggy, I think, will definitely score. I can see him scoring from a dead ball, free kick, top in. And then I can see, uh, if he starts, I can see Bernard getting his second goal for us um, with a lovely dink over the keeper. 
put him on his backside. You'd love him to get that number 10, wouldn't you? Oh, I'd love it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love him to see, see Alisson sprawling as he dinks it over him. Come yeah, on, mate. It, it's a, it's a real, real tough one this week. Quite, quite often I, I always go with my, with my heart and not my head when it comes to the derby. Um, and I know for the Cardiff game I went a little bit, I'm going to be a little bit more reserved this week. I'm going to say one all. One all. I think. I think. Yeah. I think we'll take points off them. Um, I think we'll lead. I think they'll equalise. Is, is what I think. Yeah, but, sc- scuffy money. Uh, one yeah, I'll be, so, be off. Be off. Klopp's, Klopp's teeth or something. Won't it? It'll, be, <laughs> it'll be given. You know. Um, but yeah. But I think if we, as I said, I was talking to people at the start this week. I said if we can come out of this week unbeaten, I'd be happy. We beat Cardiff the other day. Um, if we get a draw against them, if you know if we get a win, absolutely fantastic. If we get a draw and we come away with four points in the two games, I think it's a good return. I'd love to see us beat them. I'd love to see us put two, three, four past them. You know, they, they're a very, very good side. Make, make no mistake, they're a very yeah, they good are. side. Yeah, they, are. they are where they are, Marie, because of how good they are. Um, but let's just hope that we've got a bit of fight, a bit, of, a bit of bottle, uh, and, and all, all the players who, who make an appearance at, uh, on Sunday put the foot in and want to be playing for the side that's the play, play for the shirt you know it's an important game make no mistake and it's it's important that the players show the fans that they're, they're committed on, on Sunday for, for sure nothing like a bit of positivity to finish with a one-all well British positive we got yeah. Yeah. Cheers, cheers, yeah. cheers for that well mate. I want to ask us back down to it a little bit I don't want to see you know to get ahead of ourselves but you know let's see it's going to be an interesting game and we're definitely we're definitely in there with the shows but you know I, I think if we lose against Cardiff it would be horrific on Sunday we're going there with it with a good win, a clean sheet. So it's going to be an interesting game. Let us know your predictions as well, uh, Michael. You put a few tweets out on you. So yeah, we get a few. Let us let us get your predictions for it. And don't forget, you've put a competition up as well, didn't you? The comps yeah. up, yeah, to to win to win the first ever made unholy Trinity mug, and it'll be personalised with your name on as well, or a name of your choice. Um, so get on there. The tweets on there. It's going to run until the final whistle on Sunday. So get on there. Retweet it. Follow us. And then we'll 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 draw that on uh, on Sunday nights. Hopefully, we can toast an Everton victory uh, on Sunday. On that note as well, then we've recently got approved with iTunes as well, didn't we? So uh, we're iTunes, now on yeah. iTunes now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just search Everton, we'll come up on the first page or Unholy Trinity podcast. Yeah. Uh, obviously on Instagram, uh, Twitter, the same handles, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and obviously we're on. Don't forget we're still on SoundCloud as well. Um, so thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll, and we'll speak to you next week. See you, lads. Podcast Network.